Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I I think I'm a better coach than I was an engineer, to be honest with you. Uh, so you know, it's uh, it's probably a good thing that I went this direction and did did match my passion um, because even though you know I did my best at, at my job at Ford Motor Company, you know, cars, automobiles wasn't my passion. So uh, there is something lost there. Um, if you can combine them, then you're gonna get the that. Damian Jablonski. He's the head men's basketball coach at Whitworth University. He's today's guest. Welcome to Dan Dickow's quarantine series on the Scorebook Live Today podcast. As the world, particularly the world of sports, is shut down due to the coronavirus, we're ramping things up a notch here at Scorebook Live. Every weekday, Dan interviews an expert in the world of sports, from star hoopers and coaches like Steve Kerr, Jamal Crawford, and Doug Christie, to seven-time Mr. Olympia bodybuilder Phil. We hope you're entertained and maybe learn a thing or two as we navigate these uncertain times. The easiest way to tune in is by In addition to our weekly Washington High School Sports News and Conversation podcast released Thursdays, hosted by myself, Andy Bueller, fellow reporter Todd Miller, Dan is bringing you interviews just like this one delivered five days a week. Head to wherever you get your podcast, subscribe for free, and while you're there, leave a review. We'd love to hear before we get to Dan's interview today, a word from our This podcast is brought to you by Washington Federal. Washington Federal is a local bank and portfolio lender with more than 200 branches across eight states, more than 32,000 fee-free ATMs, 24-7 online and mobile banking with drive-up ATMs. And Washington Federal is a proud sponsor of Scorebook Live. They care deeply about high school sports and the communities that support them across the entire state of Washington. Head to WFDBank.com to learn how they can help you meet your financial goals. That's wafdbank.com. Washington Federal, a neighbor you can count on. We hope everybody's staying safe and healthy. We're just as excited for high school sports to return as you are. Now, Dan Dickow. Dan Dickow, Scorpion Live, today with our podcast series that we are naming the quarantine due to these uncertain times across our nation and also the world um, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. You've been listening to our podcast, possibly you've known that once a week we typically talk high school sports in the state of Washington. We've been releasing an interview a day over the past six weeks or so, and it will continue on where we bring you conversations with experts in the world of sports could be an athlete that's current or from the past it could be a front office executive a broadcaster or a coach today's guest a coach and I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more about his journey uh, as a young high school student athlete to now becoming a great coach at Whitworth which is a division three power based in Spokane uh, Damian Jablonski. Coach, appreciate you joining. Hopefully all is well and safe and healthy and happy with you and your family. I appreciate you having me. I, I think this is an awesome series that you're doing. Um, you know, I, I'm very grateful to be included in it. You know, when the season gets over, I kind of usually call that that month to month and a half period uh, after our season, a time where 
like I call it my renaissance time when I get to, you know, read other books, listen to, you know, TED talks, do whatever to get new ideas and kind of regenerate, regenerate because I don't have the day to day, you know, scouting responsibilities. And obviously we still have recruiting going on all the time. But um, in a certain sense, this quarantine has been right in line with that timing, you know, and it's awesome that you're doing a series like this where you can get, um, you know, expertise from people in all different areas. And a lot of them are, you know, sports and basketball related. So that's perfect. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to have you join. Uh, we've had coaches at all different levels um, and all different experiences on the, on the podcast. And many of them have shared their reasons for getting into coaching or their pathway into getting into coaching. And, and every coach's path is unique, just as every player's path is unique. Um, a lot of times a player will basically just kind of transition into being a coach because, quite frankly, that's all they know. Your path of getting into coaching is unique and different. Uh, it's something that I think is, is very important to share with a lot of high school coaches in this day and age in the fact that you might have a passion for the game. There might be a, a little bit of a lull in your career, but there's always a great time to come back to the game. Give us a little bit of how your coaching career came about. Yeah, well, first of all, you know, basketball's always been my passion. My dad was a middle school and high school coach uh, in Metro Detroit when I was growing up. We moved to Montana when I was 12, and I had a good, um, you know, small town, you know, high school athletic career, but I wasn't a recruited athlete coming out of high school, and I really had to search out an opportunity just to find a, a place on a roster. And, um, you know, I chose to go to Gonzaga. I got some uh, academic scholarships, uh, chose a practical career uh, or degree program in engineering, ended up at Gonzaga. Loved my time there. It was awesome that it was right in line with, um, you know, Gonzaga's first elite eight run. And so I'm in the dorms with, you know, Richie Fromm was right next to me in the dorms and, you know, Casey Calvary was in the dorms and Mark Spink and those guys. And so, you know, uh, it was an awesome time as a, someone who's passionate about basketball to be in the right place at the right time to kind of continue to stoke that passion, even if it was just in the sense of being a, a fan. Um, after I graduated, I ended up going, uh, getting a job at Ford Motor Company. So I moved back to Metro Detroit uh, just by chance. And uh, I was working as an engineer, a product, develop, product development engineer there. And uh, a couple years in, I find myself watching games on TV and literally writing down plays and, you know, sketching X's and O's. And I'm like, what am I doing? I don't have a team. Uh, you know, I need to do something to, you know, get back to this passion. Um, so I ended up uh, getting involved at the local high school as a assistant coach. Actually, it's funny how I uh, came about that job. I drove about five hours to Pittsburgh to one of those uh, Nike championship basketball coaching clinics. And I was there for the weekend. You know, they have 12, 15 speakers, big, big time college coaches. And um, when you're in that environment with a bunch of coaches, everyone just doesn't even take the time to like ask you your name they just call everybody everybody calls everybody coach and I kind of felt like a fraud here I am you know I'm just going there to learn I don't have a team everyone's calling me coach um and then on the last day uh somebody walked by me and they had a uh I recognized the logo on the shirt and it was the high school literally a two-minute walk from my house in Metro Detroit and uh so I struck up a conversation and that's how I first got involved 
uh, in my first high school job. And, uh, you know, we can go into detail from there, but it's crazy. You just never really know how it's going to start out. But it was really just me following a passion. I just knew in my heart I needed to do something to be a part of the game. I've always felt that people, regardless of industry or career, if you follow your passion, you're going to have some sort of success. Um, and in, it sounds like you, you found you found your passion. You went back to your passion, and now you're having tremendous success at Whitworth. In your first year, you guys made it to the to the Sweet 16 of the Division Three tournament uh, before all NCAA championships were called off. I want to go back though and ask you this: How does an engineering degree help you organize a playbook, a coaching philosophy, a scouting report for a particular game? I mean, I think it, I think there's a lot of skills that I developed through that. Uh, for one thing, uh, before that, like it's an inter- because it's not normal. It's been an interesting selling point, whether it's in interviews or you know with coaches looking for opportunities, because you always have something a little bit unique to talk about. Um, but I do think a lot of the skills translate. Um, being a coach is a lot of it is about problem solving. You know, you use you're you're evaluating uh, what might be going on in the court what statistics might be involved and you're trying to find solutions. And that's really what engineering is. It's finding solutions to things. So um, I think, you know, I'm pretty pragmatic and I, you know, use a lot of those problem solving skills that I did in engineering. I, I think I'm a better coach than I was an engineer, to be honest with you. Uh, So, you know, it's a, it's probably a good thing that I went this direction and did, did match my passion um, because even though, you know, I did my best at, at my job at Ford Motor Company. You know, cars, automobiles wasn't my passion. So uh, there is something lost there. Um, if you can combine them, then you're going to get the best. Well, before I move on to the next question, obviously you're Ford, not Chevy or GMC. Yeah. What is your dream car? Um, my dream car, you know what, I, it sounds funny, but I, I always drive trucks. And right now I would like... Um, I would love to have a really nice, like I love the Ford Raptor or something like that, but I would also love it to be electric. I would love to, you know, advance to those technologies. I know they're in the, in the pipeline, but it would be pretty neat to, you know, be able to drive a big truck and get, you know, all the use out of it that I'd have and still feel like, uh, you know, I was contributing at least to the, uh, you know, global environment. And so I, I, I don't think that's too far away, but I'd love to have a really nice truck um, but also with some really good gas mileage. Well, it sounds like you're going to stick with Ford, but my understanding is Tesla is, is going to be releasing yeah. a, an electric truck in the very near future. I want to talk about your first year as a head coach at Whitworth. You, you were with Coach Matt Logie for eight years before he made what I felt was kind of an unexpected jump to, to Division Two Point Loma, and he had a great year himself. But I don't think enough people, both parents – high school coaches as well as student athletes understand that 18 seat move that jump from left to right or right to left depending on where you're situated uh in regards to the scorers table is difficult how was that adjustment for you you in year one not based on win losses because you had a tremendous year but as far as your own personal growth i thought it was uh, you know it was extreme extremely great you know for my development obviously I'm, you're in the situation you have to adapt and grow and um but 
as much as I had prepped to be in the spot, there's no question that there's learning curve that comes along with it, uh, like you suggested. And I, I think, uh, you know, I spent from the time I got the job at the end of April till the season started, like nonstop just prepping for practice number one. Honestly, that's what it's like, like, you know, uh, going through the cycle the first time. I wanted to make sure I had everything in place. I knew exactly what changes we were trying to make. And um, I didn't want to be too drastic because obviously I'm taking over a great program. Um, so I kind of felt like the 10 or 15 degrees um, uh, change in directory, trajectory, whatever it was, was really critical. I, I, and um, so, you know, but once we got into practice and got through, you know, some cycle of, you know, I don't know, honestly, probably December is where I really felt comfortable. Um, you get through, you know, that first month of games and work out a lot of the kinks and, um, you know, probably one of the biggest differences and it's, it's obvious, but is that as a head coach, you're the, you're the ultimate decision maker. And, you know, I had it explained to me by someone uh, during the summer I was like, you know, coaching is being a head coach is an executive job and executive jobs are about decision making. So, you have to be, you know, confident in your decision making. And uh, that was actually super liberating. It was probably the most um, rewarding part of this year for me is was that I did get to make all the final decisions. And I love to collaborate with my assistant coaches. Um, obviously, that was a role I've been in my career. And so um, I, I want to respect them, want to get their ideas. Um, but it was very enjoyable to you know, be able to make a decision and go with it, whether it works out or not, you know, you know that you ultimately made that choice and you're going to live with it. And so, um, yeah, there definitely a change. I had, a, uh, I'll say this really quick. I had a, um, I went to like a coaching, not, a, not sports coaching, but it was a bunch of business leaders and they were doing a kind of a group coaching lesson. And the speaker took us through an exercise and he had everyone stand up and uh, he had, uh, there were like six people on one side of the table and he had everyone move as back, back as far as they could to, to the wall and stand there. And then he had one person push as far forward to the, in front of the table. Okay. So there was a big gap and he talked about as a leader, that's kind of a, a physical representation of, you know, a, a leader is in the forefront. How does it feel? It's a little bit uncomfortable. How does it feel to the people in the back? And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it, I'm like, that is not just a physical representation of leadership. That is exactly my job. That is what you do as a coach. You stand up in front of a bench of people, you know, and, uh, and have to lead. And I thought that was really interesting. That is a really good visual example uh, of leadership as a coach, standing up in front, everyone kind of sitting back down behind and following your lead. I wanted to ask you about, in this day and age, unfortunately, so many people, both student athletes and parents are geared towards D1, D1, D1. They don't, unfortunately, understand how many other great levels of basketball that basketball there are. I mentioned Division Two with Coach Logie. There's some other really good programs in the Northwest. Uh, Grant Leap at Seattle Pacific runs one. Central Washington has had some success in recent years. So has Western Washington. NAIA's basketball has been really good. Uh, uh, Austin Johnson down at Lewis and Clark's does a really nice job. You at Whitworth, uh, Whitworth, Whitman down in Walla Walla. I know you're there. Your heated rivals. 
you guys are tremendous Division Three programs. Give me your best sell for Division Three athletics um, for potential student athletes in this time of quarantine where maybe they can't take campus visits. They can't um, be seen by you guys uh, during the spring recruiting period where you guys can do a lot of your early evaluations. Uh, because I, I, quite frankly, I think there's a lot of people that miss out on great opportunities for college experience athletically and academically when they don't look at division three, like Whitworth. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, best sell. One of the things is that we're the winningest division three program over the last decade in the whole country. Um, so, you know, we have like a 0.85 winning percentage over the last 10 years. So, um, you know, that's one thing we have to offer that I, you know, my goal is to not let it change is that, you know, our student athletes get the experience of winning a lot of games. And if you're a competitor, um, you know, going somewhere where you're either not going to get the opportunity to play as much or be, you know, not be able to come out on the winning side, I think it's a really attractive option. Um, you know, Spokane's a, a tremendous basketball community. We get so such good support. We're, you know, continually in the top 10, top five in Division Three in home attendance every year. You know, so the environment that you get, yeah, it might be smaller than a 20,000 seat arena, but, you know, you, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like um, you're getting a big time experience. Uh, we have a great education. I think Division Three in general does a, uh, really lives by the student athlete uh, motto, you know, student being first. And so there's a great balance uh, that, that student athletes are able to achieve, um, excelling in, you know, other opportunities like business club or, you know, um, their faith journey. And so I think, uh, I, I think that Whitworth is a great community and it really supports the student athletes and you have an opportunity to win. Um, you have an opportunity while we haven't done it yet to, um, legitimately say that you, you know, we're competing for a national championship. You know, we ended in the sweet 16 on a win because of the way the tournament ended. So, um, you know, we're knocking on that door and, um, you know, obviously the talent level, there's a huge crossover, um, between all of these levels. I mean, I, we really literally just lost a kid today to a division one opportunity and, you know, it was, we're in the finals with them. And, um, quite frankly, I think, you know, we, we could have been, uh, as good or better uh, a balance and an uh, you know an experience for them, um, but that's actually the type of students that we want. Anyways, we want we want um, players that believe in themselves, but then ultimately find this is going to be the right fit for me to be successful and get everything that I want out of a college education. Coach, really appreciate the time. I'm glad you were able to join us on the Scorebook Live Today podcast. Uh, Whitworth's doing some phenomenal things. They've done it under Coach Hayford. They've done it under Coach Matt Logie. And now they're doing it under Coach Damian and Jablonski. So appreciate the time and best of luck uh, for you and your program as well as your family to, to stay entertained and, and continuing to improve through these times. And I look forward to catching up again real soon. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.